Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. Welcome into a special interview for the Foul Ball Area Podcast. We are talking about one of the teams in the Commonwealth. We did talk earlier in our podcast. Check that out with Evan Hughes, play-by-play for Hokies Baseball. Now we're moving closer to me in the Lynchburg area, talking about the Liberty Flames baseball team. And we're joined by a CRED.com founder and contributor, John Manson. John, how are you doing? And thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on. Looking forward to talking some Flames baseball. And they, uh, speaking of the Commonwealth teams, they uh, they took on BCU the other day and uh, got a pretty big win. You know, anytime you get these uh, Commonwealth teams matching up against each other, it's always big, but they uh, get their second set shut out of the year and they uh, get a big win, 10 uh, nothing against uh, VCU. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's been a little bit of a rivalry the past few years for Liberty playing at VCU. They pretty much played every year the past several seasons. And I know it's a little bit of a rebuilding year probably for VCU as uh, they're in the first year under their head coach. Um, but, yeah, it was a big win for Liberty, um, especially, you know, Liberty started off slow, uh, losing those first three games at Southern Miss. But they really kind of, you know, kind of turned a corner here, I think, recently. And. I guess we'll find out about that this weekend, as they, which I'm sure we'll get into as they play uh, East Carolina in a three-game set this weekend. But, um, you know, to get that uh, that win over the Rams w- was big, and and really to do it the way they did it. You know, I mean, it was pitching and and uh, defense, which has been a concern so far this year. Uh, and then all, obviously uh, the, the timely hitting. I think six of their first seven runs came with two outs. Um, so that was really big for, for the Flames on uh, Tuesday night. John, so good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Garrett Ganey, the pitcher for Liberty, was on the mound the other day as they played VCU. He improved to 3-0 and on the season. He's got 19 strikeouts this year. How impressive has he been for the Flames so far this season? Yeah, I mean, he's really been a, a, a great weapon for the team in the midweek, and he's really pushing to to move into that uh, weekend rotation. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit more, but those guys have, have done well in the weekend too. The starters have not been a, a question mark. It's really been more the the bullpen trying to figure out coach Jackson still trying to figure out what he's got there. But, but yeah, Ganey's been, uh, you know, three, and zero as you alluded to uh, leads the team with wins so far. And uh, you went what six scoreless uh, the, last night or yesterday afternoon against um, VCU. And, and, you know, he really got things turned uh, a couple weeks ago after, you know, starting 0-3, Liberty went and played at Wake Forest, and he had a really good start, and the team got off to a, a good lead there before the, the Demon Deacons uh, kind of uh, came back at it. And uh, that was Duke, I'm sorry. They'll play Wake Forest next week. But, um, you know, so they were able to get that win. That kind of got them started and got things turned. Uh, but, yeah, Garrett Ganey's been a huge uh, addition uh, to this pitching rotation. And like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he moves into the uh, weekend rotation as the season kind of progresses. This is a really, you know, tough non, non-con schedule. You talked about Duke. They opened the air against Southern Miss, who played in a Super Regional last year. ECU was really good last year. They were in a Super as well. 
you know, this is a team that's favored to win the A-Sun this year, obviously last year in the A-Sun for the Flames. How important do you think it was to play this kind of very deep and very competitive non-conference schedule before you play, you know, uh, you get into conference play where you might not be playing as good of a caliber of team compared to your non-conference? Yeah, sure. I mean, that was something to ask uh, Coach Jackson about prior to the season starting is, you know, because Liberty's got a lot of new faces. I mean, uh, none of the three weekend starters were starters last year to begin the season. I know Garrett Horn kind of came on uh, into the season some before he got shut down with an injury. But uh, the rest of the, the group, you know, they, they're either new to the team or, or they were, you know, kind of depth pieces in the bullpen last year. And, uh, you know, same thing for position players. I think, you know, at least about half of the uh, everyday starters are, are new or, or were just depth pieces uh, last year. So there's a lot of new pieces. And, and that's something Coach Jackson alluded to in the preseason is uh, the first few weeks will be a kind of a work in progress. And we've seen that. Uh, he shuffled through a lot of different players and a lot of different lineups uh, through the first three or four weeks of the season. And uh, I think that'll continue to happen even as we get into conference play. But, but yeah, being able to, to test yourselves against the likes of a Southern Miss and East Carolina, uh, you know, that's something that Liberty under Coach Jackson has not shied away from. Um, and it's primarily a, a big reason why the Flames have gotten uh, two straight at-large bids in, into the NCAA tournament and getting into regional play uh, now three straight years. Uh, is due to that that tough uh, strength of schedule, you know, because Liberty can run out to a really nice uh, record in, in conference play. Uh, but if they have a weak strength of schedule, as we all know, they're not going to get into to the at-large bid, which which, as we know, when you get into NCAA or conference tournament play, uh, anything can happen, especially with some some of the way that these uh, brackets are set up is uh, anything can happen. Any one day you can have an off day or, or a pitcher can be off or maybe just don't have the depth of the starting pitching to, to kind of lash you into a tournament. So it's hard to to win that to secure the automatic bid. So being able to play tougher non-conference competition sets you up to be able to have a chance at an at-large if you perform well. Uh, but also gives you kind of, as you were alluding to there with your question, Trey, is it kind of gives you a chance to, um, you know, prove yourself and to uh, improve as the season goes on and uh, set yourself up for a nice run into conference play. So the team right now is seven and five. It's early in the season, still plenty of baseball to be played, but they've had, you know, obviously a couple of losses, a couple of good wins. What are you kind of seeing as the strengths and the weaknesses of the team right now. The offense looks like they're finding a groove. They've scored double digits three of the last four games. They got guys like Victor Castillo and Camden Troyer that are hitting really well. And as you mentioned, the starting pitchers are pitching really well. Where where are the, the strengths and the weaknesses of this team so far? Yeah, Camden Troyer, Victor Castillo, as you alluded to, uh, two transfers that have been huge for Liberty. Troyer, a right fielder out of uh, Clemson, uh, he had a really big game yesterday against VCU, and VCU's new head coach was on staff at Clemson prior, uh, so that was kind of funny. I'm sure it was a little personal for him a little bit, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, he's been a big addition with his bat and timely hitting. Uh, Castillo as well, he's been able to get on base a lot and and uh, timely. We, we know what great bets behind the plate uh, can do, uh, not just from a defensive perspective, but also for a uh, on the offense as he's a leadoff hitter and has been for three straight years now. And and Cam Foster's come on. I mean, he's 
he has the uh, you know tendency to to he got off to a little bit of a slow start, um, but but he's really turned it on and been able to. Uh, I mean, he's got some power. He's uh, been hitting in three hole a lot for Liberty. So um, the offense looked like a little bit of a weakness to start the season, uh, but they're turning it on, and I, I figured they would as a kind of coach Jackson kind of figures out all the pieces he's got. But right now it really looks like the starting pitching may end up being uh, a strength of the team too. And then kind of the depth we talked about Ganey and that's a midweek guy uh, so far. He's kind of the fourth starter right now. And uh, we know what Garrett Horn can do a Friday night guy that can, you know, go up against anybody really in the, in the country, in my opinion, a preseason, uh, a son pitcher of the year. Uh, you also look at Nick Moran. He's off to a great, uh, start as well as ERA is about 1.5 or so to start the season. And then Mikey Tepper, Mississippi State transfers, currently starting on Sunday. Uh, he's been a little bit up and down out of the four starters so far, but if he can uh, steady the ship and be that solid Sunday guy, then, you know, if you got four starting pitchers that you feel comfortable to get you into, you know, five or six innings as you get into the, the heat of your, your schedule in conference playing into conference tournament play, uh, that can really be a strength because there's not many teams, especially in the A-Sun, that's going to be able to match up with Liberty having, you know, four starters that good now again it's still early we got a long ways to go so you got to make sure these guys they've only had you know about three starts each so uh we got to make sure they continue that that strong play but but as we sit here today i think the starting pitching may end up being a strength of a team you you kind of touched on uh horn he he's definitely you know preseason pitcher of the year was a, a freshman all-american he averages you know 14 strikeouts per nine innings like, is he maybe the, I don't want to say the most likely guy to be pro, but definitely probably the best pro prospect on this team? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely in that mix. I, I think, um, you know, he might need another year under his belt just to kind of further develop it and to get that uh, consistency level. He struggled with injuries last year. I kind of had to shut him down towards the end of the year. Uh, another guy I kind of talked about just a minute ago, Cam Foster. He's got all the tools to be an everyday uh, player in, in the pros, and uh, he's been converted to third base. He's, uh, you know, still working and kind of a work in progress as far as his defense goes, but um, he's got the speed. He's got the power. Um, he's got the size. Uh, he can really be a, a big-time a pro prospect, and uh, that's something that Coach Jackson's kind of, you know, moved him to third the middle part of last year to kind of help him propel him because that's where he projects long term is to be at that third base spot. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, those two are probably the first ones to kind of jump off the page. I think Camden Troyer, you know, we talked about him earlier, uh, Clemson transfer. He's another guy that could end up being a, a pro prospect as well, too. So Liberty Baseball, fourth year in a row that they're the preseason favorite to win the A-Sun. How do they handle those expectations going into, into the season year after year, knowing that, you know, they're the favorite in the conference. They're the team on top. They're the team to beat. How do you see them handling that as they go into the season? Is it something that, you know, a lot of teams, they just kind of shake it off, don't really pay attention to it, just go out there and play ball? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's the case. I mean, it's such a long season, you know, I mean, here we are, you know, first week or so of March and, and we're a month into it and we got a long ways to go. I mean, conference play hasn't even started yet. And then you're going to just, you know, just a daily grind and weekly grind of all these games that they're, they're going to stack up. And by the time you get into May and into June, when you get to the conference tournament and then postseason, 
Um, I'm sure, you know, the preseason picks are so far in the back of people's minds that it doesn't matter. And look, look, you know, Liberty's been the preseason favorite, but they haven't won it the last two years, right? I mean, you know, they may, they may have done it in the regular season, but not in the tournament. So, uh, you know, this is Liberty's last season in the ASUM before moving to Conference USA. So I'm sure that's something they want to kind of go out on top, go out with not just a regular season title, but also get that tournament title and, and kind of reclaim what's theirs after, you know, I mean, you have to go back to 2019 the last time they won uh, the A-Sun tournament and obviously the 2020 season got canceled. But, uh, you know, so that's going back, what, four years. So not many of the guys that are on the team uh, right now this year uh, were on that team back in 2019. Or if they were, they, they probably didn't play much. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's something that, you know, that they're focused on wanting to, uh, um, you know, stay on top and, and reclaim that number one spot going into uh, to the, their last year in the A-Sun. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you mentioned this weekend, East Carolina. Liberty's heading down there, heading down to Greenville, take on, I think, number nine, East Carolina. Big series down there. What are you looking forward to out of this series, and what do you expect to see from Liberty as they go up against a national power like ECU? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a huge test and a huge challenge for Liberty. As you mentioned, East Carolina's top 15, depending on what poll you look at, maybe as high as number nine. And, uh, you know, this is a team that, that – they get in the regionals every year. So this is a regional team. Uh, they were in the super regionals last year, just a game away from making it to Omaha. Uh, so they have that uh, pedigree. Um, and what, what I'm really looking forward to seeing is, you know, we're three or four weeks into the season now, how much has Liberty improved since that first weekend at Southern Miss? Cause that's another team, Southern Miss, you know, preseason top 25 team, a team that was in the supers last year. Uh, and Liberty was just a little bit off, was unable to, uh, to steal a game down there and got swept to open the season. So now a few weeks into it, you kind of, you know, figured out, you know, okay, this is what you got in your pitching staff. This is what you got out of the bullpen. You kind of figured out your lineup a little bit. Can Liberty go down to Greenville and what will likely be a hostile environment and uh, and try to steal a game? I mean, you know, if you can get a game out, out of the three, I think it's a successful weekend. Obviously, if you can win the series, that's even better, right? But uh, right now, that, that I think just stealing a game from down there is what I'm really kind of focused on from Liberty's perspective. They can do that. You can tell that there's been growth in the program through the first, you know, three or four weeks of the season. Okay, you're muted. I'm muted. Sorry, because I had a little background noise. Uh, my, uh, I think Hokey wants to be uh, wants to interview as well, John. So I, uh, I apologize for that. But this is a this is a team that y you mentioned has not been able to win. You know, the A Sun the last two years. So what is kind of, you know, this is the last chance they can win the A-Sun. They're moving to Conference USA, and, we, you know, you kind of, you know, talked a little bit about with the basketball team losing in the final, but that same kind of mindset goes to baseball where uh, what is this team's kind of hunger to kind of, you know, quote-unquote go out as champs? Like that that could be kind of a, a big feather in their hat as they're, they're looking forward to conference play come, you know, next weekend. Yeah, sure. I'm – I'm happy to answer any questions Hokie may have too. So uh, put them on here and we'll, we'll get to it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, kind of as I was alluding to earlier is, um, you know, yeah, Liberty hasn't won the last two years and, and last three 
years if you can't count the 2020 canceled season you got to go back to 2019 since they won it so yeah i mean I, i'm sure that's something that coach jackson has been preaching to them uh throughout the preseason and even now and i'm sure once conference play starts he'll do that as well but uh yeah i mean they definitely want to go out on top and, and also like it's very difficult you know in a conference like the a sun to get an at-large bid and liberty's done that the last two years but they've been unable to you know last year there was two and out in in regional play down in gainesville so uh you know will that be in the back of the selection committee's mind if Liberty was sitting there on the bubble and maybe that's not quite good enough to to push them over the top so liberty doesn't want to have to worry about that they want to you know handle their business take care of uh, the job in front of them and get into uh, the tournament uh, as one of the top seeds in the regular season and take care of business and and secure that fourth straight uh, regional trip without having to put it into the hands of a selection committee. And like I said earlier, you know, it's your last last uh, go around in the A Sun and Liberty would uh, like nothing better than to uh, go out on top. Well, uh, John, oh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, I was just going to say they've got uh, uh, some other games that I'm looking forward to this season, just looking throughout their schedule. You know, if it was a couple of years ago, um, these in-state games against Virginia schools might be a little easier. But this year they have home and home series with UVA, Virginia Tech and Old Dominion, all very good programs this season. Uh, I mean, those have got to be really exciting games, especially having the the home and home aspect where it's not just a one off midweek game. You know, they're welcoming each team into Lynchburg and then also going on the road to face each team. Uh, I, I just think that's a really cool, um, really cool series that they're playing all three of those teams. And I think it's probably going to be pretty tough for them. It's going to be a good test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of good midweek tests for Liberty uh, under Coach Jackson and, and playing Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Duke has become a, a common occurrence is great to see old, old dominion on the uh, schedule as well this year and and uh all three of those teams are going to be big challenges and and it, it it should be good i mean there's a lot of good teams we talked about vcu already liberty also played longwood uh in the midweek a, a week ago so uh you know being able to play other teams in uh, in the commonwealth is great and, and being able to do that home and home is even better you know um you know not not every sport at liberty is able to get uh virginia virginia tech or even an old dominion to come into lynchburg and to play them uh so the fact that they, they'll do that uh, in baseball only speaks uh volumes to what coach jackson and this program has been able to achieve and uh, yeah, there'll be great atmospheres. I, I know last year uh, I went to a few of the uh, those games. I remember Virginia Tech game uh, specifically. It was a really good game. Liberty got a win at home against the Hokies, and and uh, and also I, I know you, you mentioned Virginia schools, but uh, Wake Forest, who's I think number five in the country right now, comes into to Lynchburg uh, next week. So that'll be another big uh, midweek uh, contest for the Flames and. And again, as many of those wins as you can put together and, and get out of these uh, likely uh, regional teams, then the better it is uh, as you uh, kind of put together your your resume to get into uh, tournament play and hopefully uh, into the postseason and and make a case for an at-large if you need it, um, you know, if you fall through in the ASUN tournament. Well, John, I, I want to thank you so much for, for hopping on a, a fun schedule ahead for for Liberty, um, me being a Lynchburg, hope to get to a game. Maybe maybe that Virginia Tech game. I, I would love to go to the Wake game, but I have a, I go on the radio in the middle of that game, so I unfortunately cannot. But how can our listeners uh, learn more about the you know your coverage with uh, Liberty? 
Yeah, I mean, you can go to uh, cedarred.com is where we put all of our coverage uh, each and every day. Uh, football, men's basketball, baseball, uh, softball, all, all the sports we cover there. And, and we'll definitely be diving into baseball a lot uh, here over the coming coming weeks and months as we get into the season. Um, uh, you got recaps each and every uh, game and, and series previews. Um, so you can see it at cedarred.com. Also follow us on all the social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm also on uh, Twitter at JC Manson, uh, but yeah, see a red Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And th that's where we uh, get all the coverage for, for Liberty flame sports. Well, John, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us this week on our special interview uh, covering one of the teams in the Commonwealth, the Liberty flames who uh, have uh, a lot of fun games coming up as uh, they enter a sun plane. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on and look forward to doing it again. That was John Manson of ASEA Red joining us to cover Liberty Baseball in the season they have had so far. Much thanks to him for joining us on the podcast. Real quick, running through the rest of the Commonwealth teams, uh, other college teams around Virginia. Virginia Tech, 11-2 on the season right now. They're coming off two midweek wins against UMass Lowell in Blacksburg. Their first ACC series is this weekend against Boston College at English Field. UVA still a perfect 12-0. They got a 7-3 win against William & Mary on Tuesday. They have a big ACC series at number 14 UNC this weekend, so that's one that we're definitely looking forward to this weekend. ODU, 12-1, having a good start to the season. As we mentioned, they have not lost since the first game of the season against St. John's. They take on Charlotte on the road this weekend. JMU is 7-5. They took 2-3 of three against UMass Lowell this weekend, so UMass Lowell just taking a beating from the Commonwealth schools this week. Uh, JMU also beat VMI and VCU in midweek games this week. They will take on USC Upstate in Spartanburg this weekend. And VCU, as we mentioned, they lost to Liberty uh, yesterday. They are 3-10 on the season. They also lost to JMU 19-5 this week in Harrisonburg. They will host Cornell this weekend in Richmond at the Diamonds. That's your Commonwealth Baseball Update. Uh, Trey, we got some international baseball to talk about today, though. Yeah, the World Baseball Classic kicks off today. And uh, first time in our lifetime, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are playing um, competitive games. I think a couple headlines uh, we can quickly go over before we go in the game today. Shohei Otani, game one starter for Japan in their first game, I believe. They're, they start tomorrow uh, as game started today and Adam Wainwright on the mound for the U.S. in their opening game um, so far today. So uh, games we've had so far today uh, or I was uh, Netherlands defeated Cuba four to two and then the game that happened uh, as we were recording this uh, right before or, or today is uh, Panama defeated Chinese Taipei 12 to five and then two games late tonight to round out pool A uh, group play or pull B. This is pull B group play, excuse me. Korea taking on Australia and Panama taking on. Oh, wow, that's confusing. Panama taking on the Netherlands in group A and then group B kicks off with Korea and Australia. That is very confusing how they're not, <laughs> you know, you're so used to the World Cup, they just do the one groups each day. Right. They're already kicking it off. US doesn't play till Saturday. Japan kicks off March 9th, 5 a.m. If anybody want to wake up early for that. They take on um, China in their opening game. And then um, that's uh, actually – and the other games tomorrow, Cuba versus Italy, 
Then we have oh, Matt Harvey starting for Italy. Something interesting there as well. China versus Czech Republic. And as I mentioned, Panama versus – and then we're moving to uh, Friday. Japan taking on Korea. Taipei taking on Italy. China taking on Australia. Panama taking on Italy. And then Saturday is kind of when every team plays. Uh, the U.S., who is in Group C, I believe, they're going to take on Great Britain at 9 o'clock. They're in Group D, or Group C, excuse me. Uh, they're taking on Great Britain, and uh, so uh, weird schedule because you have Miami, Phoenix, Chang, and Tokyo, are where all the groups are playing. So it's um, they're, they're kind of spread out, and then they'll come to places, and so it's a little confusing how they're doing the schedule. But all of course, it's base, it's of course it's baseball, and so um, that's how uh, how they want to do it. So. Um, any early takeaways? Uh, Shoyatani looks in midseason form given the uh, the exhibitions. Actually, something cool. I just, uh, as we record this tonight, I believe that uh, 9 o'clock, the U.S. team is going to take on the Giants in an exhibition game. So that's something cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've noticed that a, a lot of the teams in the World Baseball Classic are playing MLB teams in spring training. The Braves actually got crushed 9 to nothing against the Dominican Republic. So... Um, who's loaded yeah the favorites are the dominican yeah. followed by the u.s and then japan i believe are the top three favorites i've seen a lot of interesting takes uh i was i think it was mlb.com i was reading their preview of the world baseball classic and they were going through naming you know the different writers were naming who they thought was going to win and who they thought would be mvp and you know obviously you saw dominican republic you saw the u.s you saw japan but uh one writer had um venezuela winning the whole thing and Ronald Acuna Jr. being the MVP, which I think would be pretty cool to see. Uh, I don't think Venezuela is going to win, though. I think if I, you know, I want to say the U.S. obviously because it's Puerto Rico could be an underrated team. Yeah, Puerto Rico is a team to watch, but I really think it's going to be the Dominican Republic. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop them. The, the as you said, they are loaded. Can I give an underrated team because they have a bunch of big big game players and i heard this take too sure mexico i think they're gonna have fan support because they're gonna play in la and phoenix so they're gonna have a lot or miami they're gonna play in miami and they're they're gonna have a lot of support and, and the same thing goes for cuba and miami there's a lot of cubans in miami so obviously but uh they have randy rosarena julio Uris, both got you know both guys who can who have pitched and played in big games. I think that's a, that's an interesting team to look out for, but yeah, Dominican is so good. I mean, they got rid of Vlad Guerrero jr. And they still have 32 all, all-star appearances, 19 silver sluggers and five gold gloves. They do like you have Nelson Cruz, who's I guess the GM of the team, but he's also playing Robinson Cano from the grave is playing, but they also have uh, Javier Devers, Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco, Jeremy Pena, Sandy Alcantara is their pitching. Like this team is is really really good. Uh, really really good. Um, I'm just most. I am literally most excited for Japan U.S. matchup and a Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. Like that's all I hope I want. we get that. I hope I we am get that. Praying. Like I'm so pumped to see Mike Trout in big game. Like big games. I think this is gonna be a phenomenal tournament because I'm excited. Like. Like the best players are most of the best players are playing. Like you're not getting Judge uh, is probably the notable American not playing. 
but most of like high-end players are playing in this game and I'm very pumped about it. I think this is going to be a fun tournament. Um, I, I'm pumped for the U S games. Like this is, this is going to be a, uh, this is going to be a fun, fun set of games. And uh, as mentioned, I think that it, it's going to kick off, you know, some, most of these are on FS1 or Tubi, which is a free service. Um, so, but it, it it's gonna be fun. I think this uh, China Japan game at five a.m. is gonna be interesting. Just seeing Shohei Otani pitch. Um, I think Cuba versus Panama tomorrow should be a really good game. Um, Cuba Italy will be interesting, but um, they're in uh, Taichung, which is I think in Ch- Chinese Taipei. Um, but uh, I, I look at uh, Panama and uh, Italy or Cuba and Panama is probably. The most interesting matchup tomorrow, but as we get into it, I think the U.S.-Mexico game is going to be great. Dominican Republic-Venezuela should be a really good game on Saturday. Um, this is a lot of fun matchups. Yeah, it is. It's going to be really fun to watch, really fun tournament. Always enjoy it, you know. Uh, it's been too long since the last one in 2017. Obviously, the pandemic got in the way, but uh, really excited that they are, you know, finally get around to doing it doing it again and just like you i really hope we get that shohei otani mike trout matchup um i think it's going to be a very exciting tournament you know who i forgot even existed until i saw a promotional photo for him yanis cespedes he's playing for team cuba this year so yeah that's pretty cool i even i I just totally forgot about him and i'm now looking at the bracket so pool a is playing in taiwan um pool b is playing in in japan Pool C, which is the U.S. pool, U.S., Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain. They're playing in Phoenix. And Pool D, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua are playing in Miami. So, and then the top two teams, top two teams from each pool move on. Uh, something interesting, Freddie Freeman is playing and he plays for Canada. I forget he's Canadian. Like, you don't. Yeah. So, but uh, you got any uh, any picks or who's going to come out in the quarterfinals? Quarterfinal one, which is Pool A and Pool B are going to play in Tokyo and then quarterfinal two is pull C pull D they're going to play in Miami. And then we'll have the semifinals in Miami and the final in Miami. I think the Dominican is going to win. No, <laughs> I meant the winners of each group. Oh, winners of each like, group. Who do you think who, what two teams out of each group do you think is going to advance? Oof. All right. I need to pull up the bracket if we're going to get through that. Um, I got to look at the results already. Panama already beat Chinese Taipei. All right, that's good. Netherlands right. already beat Cuba. Pool A, I say Netherlands and Cuba. Pool B, I think Japan and Korea. Pool D, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. And Pool C, Mexico and the U.S. Pool D, that is a loaded... I mean, you got Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and then Venezuela there. So whoever was saying that Venezuela is going to win the whole thing, like, I don't think they're even going to make it out of their pool because they're going up against the Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Yeah, well, I think... So you touched on Cuba. They actually... Well, they did play the Netherlands and lose. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with Panama as, uh, you know, they're always a surprise team. They They won their first game, so they have some... Over Chinese Taipei. So I'm going to go Netherlands and Panama out of Group A. Netherlands winning that. And then Pool B, I'll take Japan as the lock. And, um, yeah, I'll take Korea as well. And then Pool C, I agree with you, U.S. and Mexico. Pool D, Dominican 
And I'll go – I think it's going to go down to that Venezuela-Puerto Rico game. I'll go Venezuela just to be different from you. All and, right. Uh, I think – I think – oh, this is going to be great. So, based off the bracket, if, if the U.S. was the Pool A win, Pool C winner, they'd play in quarterfinal four. And Japan, as a Pool B winner, would play in quarterfinal one. So, they wouldn't play each other until the championship. That would be so pretty now, exciting. Now all I want is a Japan-U.S. championship, and I want Shohei Otani. I, I believe it was Dominican-U.S. in the last final, and I wouldn't be shocked by that. That would be a um, semifinal matchup, which would be – I like, we have projected semifinal of – like, it's going to be – you could argue the three best teams, like Japan I – think, I think really in this tournament you have Japan, the Dominican Republic, and the U.S., are kind of on a tier by itself, and it's going to be interesting to see that fourth team if they can make any noise and surprise some people. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a really fun tournament. I'm excited. I, I wish that the U.S. didn't have to wait until Saturday to play, but, you know, it'll come yeah, around I think with, with all the, you know, spring training and stuff, it makes sense. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play tonight. Um, I guess Rain White won't pitch tonight. He'll, uh, he won't pitch till Saturday, so we'll see – He'll, he'll throw out there. But that'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much to John Manson. As always, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And uh, connect with us at Trey Lyle VT. Who do you think is going to win the, the World Baseball Classic? At Trey Lyle VT. At Matkins News. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.